Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to let you know about a charity event coming up on January 19th, 2020 at Animals MMA in Yonkers. Fighter and uppercut man James Guccione and Andrew Benevento will be doing a 5K run along with a six-minute grappling session followed by three rounds of boxing. Proceeds will go to the Sergeant Pat Fox Memorial. The goal is to raise $5,000, but it would be great to see them exceed that goal. And uh, for more information on this, you can go to afsp.donordrive.com and enter Pat Fox in the search or click the link in our bio on the Tiger Pit Instagram and Facebook pages. That'll fill you in on any more details and how you can contribute and participate. That's afsp.donordrive.com and enter Pat Fox in the search. Or you can reach out to James himself. That's James Guccione on Instagram. That's James, G-U-C-C-I-O-N-E. You'll see him. Or click the link in the Tiger Pit Instagram and Facebook pages and it'll get you all the information you'll need. All right. This episode of the Tiger Pit is brought to you by Athlon Rub. Athlon Rub is the next generation in performance and recovery for all sports. It is a new approach on the traditional Thai oil formula founded on the time-tested formula and enhanced through proven ingredients. Made in an FDA and ISO certified lab in the USA, certified and continually tested by informed choice to be free of banned substances, PEDs, and cross-contamination. You can go to athlonrub.com and take a look at all the products they have available, read testimonials from users and see what everybody else is saying. And when you got some things in your cart, get an additional 10% off when you use the promo code the Tiger Pit. That's athlonrub.com and promo code the Tiger Pit for an additional 10% off all the cool stuff you're gonna buy. We are also brought to you by Knock My Legends. Knock My Legends celebrates the heroes, legends, and icons of Muay Thai and kickboxing. Their mission is to create art in the form of apparel that honors each fighter's contribution to the sport and the art we love. They also have a great selection of shirts, gear, and accessories that highlight the greats from the sport from the past up until today. You can go to knockmylegends.com that's N-A-K-M-U-A-Y legends.com as well as Facebook and Instagram and check out what they have and when you're ready to buy something you're at checkout. Enter the promo code the Tiger Pit for an additional 10% off your purchase. Again, that's knockmylegends.com, N-A-K-M-U-A-Y legends.com, or knockmylegends on Facebook and Instagram. This episode also brought to you by Diplomatico Rum. Diplomatico is distributed in over 80 countries around the world. It holds the Ron de Venezuela DOC and is recognized as one of the world's finest rums. They have three different ranges for your tastes, traditional, prestige, and the distillery collection. You can find them online at rondiplomatico.com. That's Ron, R-O-N, which means rum in Spanish, for those of you who don't speak Spanish. Anyways, it's rondiplomatico.com to learn more about who they are and find out some history behind one of the world's greatest rums. We are also brought to you by Unplugged Essentials. Hemp is at the core of their innovation. However, not all hemp is created equal. Instead of using either isolated CBD or cannabis oil, which are the most popular cannabis-derived products on the market right now, 
They have infused their soaps with a water-soluble, hemp-derived, phytocannabinoid-rich powder. This way, they make sure that all their products take advantage of the several hundred bioactive components present in hemp. They also make no compromise in quality to ensure each batch is lab-tested and 100% THC-free. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook or go to unpluggedfloatessentials.com and get yours today and you can use the promo code the tiger pit at checkout for an additional 10 percent off your order that's unplugged essentials on instagram and facebook and unplugged float essentials.com online or just you know regular online and like i said use the promo code the tiger pit for 10 percent off your order all right and this is for our new york friends and listeners here um, we are also brought to you by the Stepping Razor Barbershop at 952 Flushing Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. The Stepping Razor leans into the realm of the classic 1940s American barbershop. They specialize in American classic traditional haircuts and shaves, but are versatile and can do much, much more. You can check them out on Instagram at the Stepping Razor Barbershop or go to thesteppingrazor.com to book your appointment and get yourself looking good and feeling good. And and lastly, we are brought to you by the Dojo NYC at 1082 Cypress Avenue in Ridgewood. The Dojo NYC is a fully equipped martial arts training center specializing in Cobrinha Jiu-Jitsu, traditional Muay Thai, and MMA. Whether you want to go and just get a good workout or compete at a high level, it's a great place to train. You can also go to the dojonyc.com and check out their classes, instructors, programs, and even sign up for a free trial class which hopefully after you do that, you'll sign up for more and keep going and get better at jujitsu, Muay Thai, whatever it is you're going for. That's the dojonyc.com online and the dojonyc on Instagram. A guest on this episode of The Tiger Pit is a multi-instrumentalist, singer, and songwriter. He came to New York back in 2001 on his search for his sound and has gone on to produce an endless stream of music for TV and film and for release. He was picked up by Atlantic Records back in 2003, just on the strength of his debut album, So Long. He went on to tour throughout the United States, including performances at Bonnaroo. After not seeing eye-to-eye on his musical direction, he left Atlantic and began writing and producing music the way he wanted to and collaborating with musicians such as Nels Klein, Josh Werner, producer Danny Bloom. He's now touring in his Westphalia, playing unconventional venues at the request of his fans throughout the country and self-releasing his own music. You can check him out at www.dustinluke.com. That's all one word. D-U-S-T-A-N-L-O-U-Q-U-E.com. Same thing on Instagram, Dustin Luke, one word. And Facebook, Dustin Luke. And same thing on YouTube if you want to check out some of his music, videos, and performances. So would you please welcome to the Tiger Pit, another one of our old friends, all the way from the Crescent City, Mr. Dustin Luke. Episode of Adventures and Animals. It's a Kavarian and a Polish guy. Okay, we'll start the podcast right here. It's nine o'clock. It's dark enough. I'm putting on my ninja suit. That's the part, right? You gotta get into your head. Now you're struggling with your words. Check the Yelp reviews. I'm sure they have like four. It's amazing. I was trying to get that out, and I had a hard time struggling in my head. They just see something they don't recognize me. Check out immediately. I had a point. I had a point. Coming to the stage. I've heard this many times from different sources. You didn't even know me when I was hanging out there. That sounds like such a burnout thing to do. Tiger Pit. Ready to rock and roll? 
How's the road, Nick? Oh, man, I'm so glad you came tonight, dude. Yeah. Dude, man. Cheers. When I reached out to you and I was like, hey, man, you want to do the podcast? You right away, you were like, yep. I was like, ooh, that was easy. Why not, man? Why not? Oh, man. We're like the old schoolers, like, around here now, right? Not old school, but like. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I was telling somebody today, like, enough years passed and we kept doing it. So, like, we, like, finally feel like we know what we're doing, you know? Do you know? I don't know what I'm doing. It's starting to feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> when you hit the stride. I'm kidding. Like yeah, when you hit the really stride, you feel like, like, it took years, man, yeah, to yeah, feel yeah. comfortable. Well, you seem like you're rocking and rolling right now, man. You're you know, okay. you're always I don't on know the, if you want to call it rocking and rolling. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, you're doing it. You're in the I road and path. stuff. You're enjoying the, the van stuff and all that. I found that's a great. path that works yeah. for me. I don't feel corny. But that's what it's that's all about, finding what works for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And how's that van running? Van's good, man. We just got a new engine. I got a. Uh, oh, you did an engine replacement in it? Yeah, we just did two. Uh, we got a 2.3 in it from Go Westy. I use Instagram to uh, to um, to facilitate it. Yeah, to get like a little small sponsorship from this company on the West Coast. They deal with uh, all the water boxer engines, which is uh, the 86. Porsche engine. Water. It? It's like it's basically it's like a Porsche, a Porsche one, engine. Yeah. So it's like 86s to 91. And uh, after a couple of years, they. They answered me back and took me aboard, and, like, I get small discounts over the years, but it's, it's getting better and better, but they have the expertise. Like, they make parts, yeah, all the yeah. parts, engines. Did they do the, the engine uh, transplant? No, I have a, they, they redo all the engines. You know, they, oh, they shipped it to you? They shipped it to mm-hmm. us, yeah. Cool. So that's been cool, man. That's awesome. You know, we're did all you replace it because it died? Yeah, we had pulled the other engine because I had, like, a rear seal... It was hemorrhaging it was oil, so I always do as much preventative maintenance when I'm not on the road. So that was what we were doing at the time. We put the engine back in, and it started clankering. And maintenance. We found, so we we're like, let's just it's crucial. So we had like two crucial, weeks before man. we hit the road, and Go Westy just put us one on the road, and we got it within a few days. And my mechanic in Lafayette was ready to roll. So. Mm, that's awesome, man. That's yeah, exciting, man. It felt like a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Christmas. It comes in a crate. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, I get yeah. to enjoy that, that part of what I'm doing, rod. too. You know what I mean? Like when I started thinking about, okay, I got to hit the road again or else quit making records. Mm. How do I want to do that? You know, yeah. I want it to be a business owner a lot like you guys, you know, like you got a storefront, but mine's a this little... This little beautiful van that but people want to pull for, and it's me, but and I, I get to like like cars. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I get to I mind, tinker with them. It's I wouldn't fun. mind doing some with cars too, man. I've always had my dream was always to like if I could. I've been talking about this a lot lately too with Claudia. I kind I think I'm kind of like burning a hole in her ear. Um, I'd love to have like a warehouse space, and I'm always like shopping, like window shopping. Oh rather. lord, I'm always looking, always I looking, man. Too. I'm like, dude, I could buy this boat. I could buy these three <laughs> cars. I just want to like fill yeah. up this warehouse. If you with had a warehouse, that would be the most insane fucking warehouse. Oh, it'd be, it would be completely <laughs> like, bananas. Like five choppers, ten yeah. bands, like my El Camino collection. Yeah. It would be exactly. there, half pipe. Yeah. But that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Like if I if I made a lot of bread, guaranteed that would yeah, yeah. that's what my life would be like. You still have a lot of motorcycles. Like I'm down to only two now. Two. Yeah. I know you just sold a big Harley. I, I did. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I saw that. That was a good yeah, price. Yeah. It was. I it gave really it away. Good price. Yeah, Damn. I gave it away. I, I, and the guy who who bought it for me from me rather, he uh, almost like destroyed it aesthetically. 
What, really? what was that? I was yeah. a. It was an 85 it was a FLH. One. FLH. Yeah. That's, that's but I had it done like all Elvis style. You that's know? a hefty like, bike. It was like an electro glide. It was an electro glide, yeah. Electro glide. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But the way he, I love a stripped down electric glide. Oh, but he totally got rid of everything. Right? But just strip Which all the stuff. Which is two saddlebags yeah. on it and like yeah. a nice lower seat. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, yeah. a nice. Yeah, and I went crazy. I, I, I dug up all like the stuff that was missing from it, like all the. Um, all like the railings that go around, like the, yep. the bags and mm-hmm. stuff. Not the bags, the cases, the hard cases. Right? That's like all the, the fun. Fenders. That's the no, fun shop. I love everything. I, I love it. See, I love. It. I get down on that. Like I love it too. You know, that's what I want to do. I just want to buy something else so I can find all the find shit the that parts. he needs. Yeah. <laughs> you that's know what, what we do. That's why we do it. You know? <laughs> that's why we do it. Exactly. So my van kind of gives me that. Yeah. You know, yeah, when right, I'm right. off the road, I'm like, okay, you know that sound. It was making a funny sound. What is that? Oh, I just need to replace this or that. And then you go crazy digging you, for like it, trying to find, find it. Well, I don't have to dig. <laughs> like, Go Westy is amazing. They just have everything. They have everything. Wow, crazy. What, so you, what got you into the, the Volkswagen? Well, um, I had Volkswagen Bugs as a kid. And oh, I always you did? Like, I was I, wondering yeah, what. Yeah, we used to kind of tinker with them. And my dad was rebuilding. He had this. He would go to the factory in this old orange bug, and I love this thing, and I was telling him how I was going to fix it up. And, you know, it would, have it, off, it would have the factory soot on it. I would clean it with a Brillo pad on the weekends. I just loved mm-hmm. this. I loved tinkering <laughs> with it. Then we had another one for parts. So I would do, like, interior kind of stuff, you okay. know, like trying to fix it, maybe change the lights. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we rebuilt the engine, and we got this engine running so good. It was We were so proud. It was really nice. And then... You know, it was a life lesson. This guy in the next town over had this one fixed up. It had a big lightning bolt, beautiful paint job, chrome engine, nice. and we were all on a beat on a on a bug on a bug. It was beautiful. Whoa, I'll try to find a picture for you. But <laughs> we made hilarious. a mistake, man. We bought the damn thing and we we sold ours. It was running beautifully. We were going to do a paint job, but you know. We bought this big shiny thing, and it ended up being the wrong thing, you know. And it was a life lesson that, that I took with me when I moved to New York. Like you don't, you don't take the shortcut sometimes. Yeah, you know, you true. do mm-hmm. do the things yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like what I'm carrying into what I'm doing now. And I did it in the early days, making a record on my own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Buying the equipment and saying, "Hey, oh man." Mm-hmm. And it was like that in this neighborhood back in the day. You remember yeah, people yeah. were quitting. They were leaving the cubicles with these big, fancy Wall Street jobs. They were like, fuck this. Yeah, it's true. You know, I'm yeah. going to do my own thing. Time. And that was You're happening. That. Yeah. And that was, that's why I like this neighborhood. It was, you saw it. it was people weren't afraid to try to do it themselves. They were saying, then. you know what, my dad. I think it's less than that. You know, it's less of that now. Yeah, it's probably going back in yeah. to the to the yeah. to well, the back cubicle. Then too, right? It was like you were you had to like make your own scene or make your own mm-hmm. thing or like yep. be a part. Like you got into a scene because you had something that fit into it, mm-hmm. yeah. and it wasn't like this. Okay, yeah. we like we all here's like eight people with laptops all in a row. Yeah, like on right. stage, you know, it's like oh this 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 this, this, this one, you know, it's like you you had a different. Uh, palette in front of you to listen to and check out and mm-hmm. now it's so like just sterilized it's like all the same thing you know? yeah I, yeah and i don't just think it's new york i think it's everywhere now that's yeah. what's happening you know it's like super sterile and it, it's I, I blame it on a lot of it it's, i wouldn't just put the blame on it but a lot of it is social media the fact that you mm-hmm. can just kind of like see what other people are doing yeah, you can stay home. And you can kind of just you don't even have to come to a city anymore to know what's up. You know, you can really. 
It's theater. not about the city anymore. Or you don't have to wait for that next magazine to drop to see what people yeah. are wearing or whatever. You know, you could. That's like, funny. Yeah. Well, that crazy. magazine that's what, was like exactly. you had to wait a month. Yeah. That, that's and what you I was... rip through that magazine in a week. And then yeah. You're like, Fuck, I got three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say about um, like back in. I mean, I don't want to date myself here, but. You know, back do in the it, day, in, in, like, <laughs> in like the mid '90s, like like ni- like when I first got here, like '95, there was. I mean, I granted, I went to FIT, so I saw crazy fashion people all the mm-hmm. time. But like, there was so many cool like weirdos, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Like people just did their own thing, and and there was nothing to follow then. So right. if they were, if they were like you know eccentric or whatever, that's because they created that style. Yeah, yeah. That was their shit. Yep. Now. Everybody just looks kind of like a carbon copy of everyone. It's true. Yeah. It's Different true. shades of the same. Yeah. Thing. Like, there's a Brooklyn look. That's kind of weird. It is. You know what I'm saying? It like, is. if I drop you off in another country and you see people, you know there's the look. A Brooklyn. You'll see it. you like, that That person's solely rocking that you style. You are from the Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I mean. There's, like, a weird thing. Like, yeah. like Brooklynizing something is an actual thing, you know? It's, it's true. It's really weird, man. Like, everybody just so tied up, tied in together that... People really love Brooklyn. Like they really started. Yeah, this is the center. Dude, like all of a sudden you go to Nashville, like, and they're looking kind of like Brooklyn, and the coffee's six dollars, five (laughs) dollars. That's probably the most Brooklyn shit. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. They have the fancy aprons, you know. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm at fault too because just having a barbershop, man. Like throughout the years, I helped facilitate a certain part of that look. But what is Brooklyn? It's awesome. We loved it though. Oh man, we loved like you know, like it was a thing. That was a whole aesthetic happening. You remember Save the Tattoo Parlor? You remember that place? Yes, it's huge now. It's dude. That was like the first Edison bulb you saw. You remember that? Like before everything was all decked out in the yeah the industrial yeah yeah stuff. Those motherfuckers again, like 500 an hour. Oh really? <laughs> they still like they're not open. No, that's sure, they're that, that same, same space. Yeah, uh, really? maybe not the same one, but they're not. What's that restaurant in that space now? Forget that restaurant, but yeah, I'm not sure. It's a beautiful it's, space. Yeah, it's I've a, always probably a lot bigger it. now. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a weird thing how you know, just you can just you don't have to develop anything. But it, it goes back to like ultimately, if you just do what it is you do. Yeah, and keep doing it. If it doesn't yes. pop in <laughs> a like, long time, yeah. If it doesn't exactly. pop in a year, if it doesn't pop in yeah. two years, ten years down the line, like you're not thinking. Yeah. At that time, like, oh, ten years down the line, this could actually pop off. You right. know, yeah. like I learned that shit yeah. like working on some of this like old catalog shit. You're like, you know yeah. what? It wasn't mm. the right time. It's true for all now that stuff. The right yeah. Time, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, and a lot of our music yeah. is the same way, you know? Yeah. You know what's funny? What's, what, you know, I try to look on the positive side with all the Spotify and all the stuff. Like, you give it away. But, you know, it's nice. Like, the, the process of discovery is still out there. Like, we're constantly, like, playing. Margaret's over there. She, she tours with me. But we're constantly playing, and sometimes a lot of people discover me for the first time or whatever I do. And if you go back, there's a lot of stuff to go check out. Yes, exactly. exactly. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what no, I mean? I totally Certainly I'm getting a half of a penny <clears throat> for it, you know, but... Uh, but it's when you... When it's the, nice. It's when, like they when get the to... the quarter ends and you get the royalties, you're like, that's more money than I had when I woke up. Yeah. Or when I went yeah. to sleep last night, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I want to talk to you about that, all the sound scan stuff. I'm having a little trouble, but we'll talk about that off the air. It's, uh... But, I yeah. know you you you've been doing all that stuff. So I'm there's a lot to, of I'm trying to start a filled one. Empire. Yeah, <laughs> but we, I seriously want to talk to you about that. But how often are you on the road now? <clears throat> we do like one big two month tour a year, and um, I did a, 
Yeah, I used to go to the West Coast. Oh, you'll do but West just Coast two months tough. out. Two months out. Mm, that's pretty happy. Because we do, uh, like, it's mostly weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mostly people that wrote me over the years after I, I got dropped by the label. I uh, kept making songs for film. And um, me and Josh made a record mm-hmm. in 08. They never saw the light of day. It's a very good record, uh, Royal Vagabonds. I remember. Uh, you guys put it dude, out. It's not, no, we didn't. We never put it out. No. There was like two songs that, that came out. Like yeah, because I heard, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, had, we had all the video. We would never like put it out on a label. Mm. Um, oh, yes, there was a video. I remember the video, too. You guys were like in the back of a pickup truck and mm-hmm. stuff? Because we were all yeah. cutting stuff around that time. Dude, you had... Yeah. Long lost, long mm. lost. Dude, that record was good. Speaking of records that never got released, I don't know if you made a whole record, but I love that song. I actually, oh, all this country stuff? Oh, man. I, it was right I, after I get on this dude died. all the time I'm, about uh, that. I, I it was, was thinking heavy. about this last oh, night. Oh, man. It was so good. I'm getting some <clears> studio <throat> time, and I'm putting some folks together. And the songs that ended up just staying as demos from that, I'm actually just going to recut them. Mm-hmm. Last night, I came I'd home. I'd love to hear that song. I, I mean, came it was home last really good night, stuff. and I started working on some stuff. And I came across this other song that I had written. And I was working on... The previous episode, right? Mm-hmm. So Isha was gone at the house to myself, so I had to go through the speakers. So I come home last night, and I'm working on some of that shit where I'm yeah, singing yeah. on, right? I didn't know the fucking speakers are on. So I got headphones on, and I'm working on this shit. Everything leaked? Isha's sitting behind me. Oh. And then, like, 15 minutes in, she, like, walks up to me, and I see her out of the corner, right? And she's, like, tap me on the shoulder. She's like, hey, like, do you, what do you want for dinner? We're like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, why don't you put this out? And I was like... Like, I was like, I felt like I got caught like jerking off or something. You know what I'm saying? I was like, ah, get out of here! Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's what it feels like. like. I was like, wow, shit. She's like, no, like you got, you got to do something like this. I was like, yeah. the fucking speakers are off. <laughs> you know, like I was freaking out. You do have to put that stuff out, though. It's enough. You got, you got to do it. Enough is enough. I've, I've been I, riding you about this for a long time. I came across a couple, so I found some sessions, mm-hmm. and I, I remixed Long Lost. Like From proper. 07, 08? Yeah. That, that was Like, I stuff. remixed Long Lost proper on some, like, kind of, like, croombini, like, reverbs. Because the way we recorded it and mixed it was just very dry, like, like Waylon's, like, It was real performance. Oh, it yeah. It was more performance than, like, studio, like... Trying to get it all perfect, you know, from what yeah. I remember, you know. No, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But it was actually, it turned out pretty nice, like, in the right way. Mm-hmm. So I just made the drums big and put, like, a bunch of reverb on stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah. this sounds... It was nice. Isn't it funny how, the, for so long, we were, like, in a dub vortex, and then we went to, like, a country vortex, mm-hmm. and we went back to a dub vortex? Dude, let's talk about that, <laughs> dub. We were all oh, possessed yeah. with dub. You That's what I'm saying. We were in a dub vortex. Yeah, yeah. Dude, your, it was like... little shot glasses. Yeah. This right here. Is, yes. I'm going to grab a beer. This no, is like... Turn it into a real friend hang real soon. No, but man, I was like... You know, you couldn't just research it online, really. I guess you could at the time. No. I mean, yeah, we had the internet and stuff, but it wasn't like It wasn't like, it like how now. it is now. You didn't have Spotify. No. That's what it is. You still have to buy so records. Man, I bought so many... Earwax. Remember Earwax? Oh, yeah, dude. I yeah, bought yeah. so many dub records oh. just to hear Lee Scratch Perry, you know, or hear King Tubby. No kidding. He's been my client for years. I've been cutting this hair for years. It's hilarious. Yep. Is it the redhead guy? 
he's kind of brownish red. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah him. I it's I him. Yeah. He was always in there. Yes, but I know you're talking. About. I mean, we, some time passed, and I hadn't seen him. Yeah, and I started cutting his hair around probably 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had been like at least. I think I know 10 years about. since the last time I saw him. Yeah. He just walked in the shop one day and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck? yeah. It was really crazy. Dude, I saw him fucked up on a train one night. Like, oh, really? I was visiting town. And I'm like, damn, that's the dude from Earwax. <laughs> and we, we just were just chilling on the train. Sure. I guess we were coming back into Williamsburg. That's funny. <laughs> he was awesome. Are they are they in North? Um, they were on the corner of North 5th and Bedford. They were right next door to No, Cuba. but they're in Greenpoint now, is what I was going to say. Wait, finished. it's not still. Who? I thought they were earwax. Didn't no, they, they move did north? They close? Not green. Maybe. I thought they closed. I don't know. I get all these errors. Me too. I, I can't keep up. up anymore. I don't remember. I knew they still they moved from where you used to be on North Fifth. Right? I can't keep oh up anymore. God, this, you give me the Everything. <laughs> so are we toasting to Dub? Here's to Dub. Cheers to Dub. Cheers. Cheers to Dub. Cheers. And to having Dustin here and yes, Margaret. Yes, indeed. I was trying to tell about Cap Vert mm. and where it was and the music. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to go back next summer. But that's all like what, what I think brought us all together. You know, like our search, we all were on our own little spastic search that we were on. Cause One of the biggest conversations I had with you when I, was, when I first met yeah, you was about yeah, that. We, we was, just talked yeah. about. Um, Yeah, and you taught me about Cajun people, and I talked to you about Creole people from Cape Verde, and you talked to me about Creole people in New Orleans. We just went on this like whole cultural. That's what we were on. We were on like you know I was making record with Don, who was Cajun. That's right. That's I remember. But that was was, all we cared about. We researched so much. Yeah. And then uh, Lee Scratch Perry, I was reading about Lee Scratch Perry, and like he was talking about like. 50s New Orleans R&B coming through the speakers yeah. and mm-hmm. it was all compressed and they heard the music and the bass was like goo, goo, goo. <laughs> and you know and he was and they were talking about R&B and he was giving me specific artists like New Orleans stuff maybe that I was too young to know about mm. but yeah. folk music you know mm-hmm. getting oh, back to like Cesaria Vorio like I was I was attracted to that too I'm like okay because mm-hmm. the way I grew up too is St. James Parish, and it's on the river. It's like loaded with plantations. So I grew up very much Creole, African mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people influenced by, we didn't have our own music really, but it might be the high school marching band mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a way a guy walks and mm-hmm. talks, mm-hmm. The, the, the rhythm of the speech. Mm-hmm. There's a so continuity that carries that. through. What's up? There's a continuity that carries yep. through through all these places too, yep. like through the islands and, yeah. you know, and into New Orleans and into the south and stuff that it might be... Um, not, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want no, to say this good. point before yeah. we go on. The, it might be expressed in a different way, but there's a continuity that still carries through. Mm-hmm. But even some of that stuff, you could take any roots music, all has a very, there's one thing about it, and sometimes it's real subtle and sometimes it's yeah, yeah. obvious. But mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter where it's from, it's all like kind of follows this, it's, it's like a humanish, yeah. just basic human thing that like mm-hmm. it's a rhythm that it's like. You just feel, you know? Yeah. Every time I have to, like, post a new album or whatever, and they ask you for genre, I'm a mutt, man. Like, I don't know what I'm making, you know? Sometimes yeah, it but might that's be, the best stuff, you know? man. But I always just be like, folk. I wish <laughs> like, what do you call well, it, yeah, you know? I wish I could just put folk. stuff on things. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's the fucking genre that I do. I well, do stuff on things. I mean, we're the same way, like, with, with, with our band, The Cool and Deadly. There's no... We obviously are what we come from is with reggae and stuff, and that's what we're trying to do. But it doesn't never gets 
that's never what happens. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you can hear that there's reggae in there. But yeah, right. It's not. I love Floyd. It's not I a love reggae band. <laughs> you know, I love. Yeah. Like, all that shit. We all like. We're like Led Zeppelin style. reggae. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. Thin Lizzy reggae. You're like, yeah. okay. It's true. You know what I mean? Man, you got your uh, your guitar dialed in over the years, huh? I, I remember when you first started playing guitar. Yeah, I remember. I still feel like I just started playing. Oh, of course, <laughs> we all playing next to Harvey. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Harvey. I get Harvey, reminded on a like daily basis dude. how much I suck. <laughs> yeah, but somebody's got to stick the rhythm. <laughs> no, that's somebody's hey, got to listen. And I've gotten a, two. It's an art form. I've man. gotten two of the know? best compliments. It's an art form. About my guitar playing by two of the people that I respect the most on guitar. And it's a simple compliment. They didn't say I was awesome or anything like that. That's what you're thinking. They just said, hey, man, you do your job and you do it well. I was like, yep, thanks, dude. Putting that <laughs> in the pocket for when I need it. Feeling depressed today? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, not everybody can play rhythm. Not everybody can play bass. Well, that's Some what they would say. It's a job. Bored, like, you know? It's a thing. It's a lot of rhythm players want to go and do, like, you know, play more than rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Right. Guitar it's players. always what happens. Guitar players. But if you just do what your job is and stick to it and do it well, they'd rather play with you than some jackass that's going to be fucking going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So speaking of guitar, man, like, uh, I didn't really know how to play guitar back in the day. I mean, maybe a little bit to write a song. But, man, I love the guitar now. It's so cool, man. Like, it's, I, I mean, it just have evolved over the years and I've gotten to play with amazing guitarists that I learned stuff from. But uh, is that what you're doing all the time on stage? I saw you playing melodica the other day on a video. Yeah, I do play melodica. Margaret plays a lot of melodica too. Oh, cool! Um, I love it. You know, I always have like you know we two people out there traveling. Sometimes I'll drop a beat, but you know I love dub and I love all these things. So I have like my pedal board. I have a space echo and Mm -hmm, reverb mm -hmm. for my voice. Mm -hmm. I could like tap tempo my dubs here at Mm -hmm. the you know in the right part of the song. Mm -hmm. So I might be playing guitar through Memory Man. Nice. You know, memory man. Yes. Yes, it sounds good. <laughs> so it's like I'm, you know, it's it's kind of straight ahead. And Margaret plays um, synthesizer. I saw. So we have synths. We have um, we have the little Nord. It's it's really good. But uh, you know, Wurlitzer, and she's really, she's you know, I've showed her a lot of dub stuff over the years, and she's yeah. naturally like sort of found her own thing with it all. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know where I was getting. So, yeah, Melodica, so mm-hmm. that's Augustus Pablo for sure. me, you know what I mean? So I'm introducing these elements to to the music, you know, with two people. Certainly, I would like to play with a band, but um, it's fun. But it's fun. cool that it's a recipe it's, of a bunch it's, of it's stuff, It's a recipe. You know? It's like... I dig that more yeah. and more. At first, I think I kind of struggled with that idea, because I was like, oh, fuck, man, you know, I just want to just do real... One thing, do it real, you know, like authentic stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of outgrew that shit. I was like, man, I'm just gonna go do what a fire. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not authentic. Well, let me tell you I'm this. Real. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is the most inauthentic thing you've ever said. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, just I mean, you know, mixing it up, man, and just just an amalgamation of sounds that you know that's real creation. So I got to play. You know, I was. Um, yeah. Yo, wherever you're going to say you're playing, they're hyped <laughs> up about it. They're like, really tell excited. us how yeah. you play. Damn. How, y'all told him I was coming? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. I thought this was going to be a private <laughs> thing. Dude, you don't even fucking understand. He was about to walk through those doors. <laughs> Damn, man. God. This guy, everybody thought he was dead. <laughs> He's alive. So um, when you guys are on the road and stuff, are you, are you staying at... 
like in like lodging, or are you just you doing the van thing too? Sometimes we we do a lot of uh, state parks. Oh yeah, okay. the van. So we camping. love the van. We love to cook in the van, but most of the time when we get to where we're playing, we have really nice situations. We yeah, stay yeah, with yeah. our host, mm-hmm. so it's a very different thing. You know, people have emailed me over the years when I was just making records. Like, I love making records. That's how, making that's what too. got us into it, you know? Yeah, the process Dude, you know fun. what happened to me? I, I made that first record, and I got snatched up, and it, it just didn't feel like I wanted it to. And then it was, you know, they were still operating as if they were in the old era of mm-hmm. selling records. Like, the old people don't want to change. You know, mm-hmm. they just live in life the way they do. Right. So I was like, you know, what was up that era? All, all of us were making records at home. Um, but now, uh, after making music for film or making records and selling songs to film for a while, and then that got really competitive, people kept emailing me and emailing me and emailing me. And then Facebook came and then Instagram. And I saw businesses mm-hmm. use Instagram mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's when I got the idea, man, all these people, like, it's, it might be two a month. It's not like a lot, but over the years it adds up. Like but two a month, and dude, yeah, they would be, they would be like, <laughs> they would tell me the story. You know, I I saw you play with your band at Bonnaroo, blah blah blah, or this, or I stole your CD from this person. It was always a different. <laughs> seriously, dude, it was always like, man, you know, I had your CD for a while. I can't find it anywhere, and like. Uh, it, you know, I did this to it. I, I, I dated my wife. We went on the first date, and she played me. You know, it's all that stuff. Mm. It keeps going on and on and on. It was the same thing over and over and over and over. And I was working a job. I was like, I bought a house in New Orleans, renovating houses, because I love to do that, too. I can easily just be that guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I was always making music on the side. Mm-hmm. But people kept emailing me, and I'm working another job, too, like, Trying to make some damn money. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I worked for my landlords here. I painted. I always wanted to have some real estate. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. So I was, it was those years of like, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what the music industry is doing. I'm going to make music, but I'm also going to make some money. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but people kept emailing and emailing and emailing. And I, I got the, finally got the confidence to reach out to them and try to see what I could connect. Try to coordinate it. You know, but, I uh, think that it seems like it really works really well for you because... You're the type of person that people want to. Let me see how to say this. They like to put the the face and the 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 personality mm-hmm. with the music that they listen to. Like you know, what I'm saying like you're the, like you're yeah. You know, you're super know. chill. Yeah, yeah. You're really like personable, really nice guy. Well, that's you know what, what it mean? is, dude. It's, it's like, like it's really it's, like it's a you. lot more work. It is a lot more. Yeah, because it's not just performing. Like you actually I mean, Margaret will tell you. I don't know if you, you want to say hang, anything, man. You, but Margaret's unbelievable. You got to hang, dude. Margaret's got like people skills. Like she's like, I mean, it's not people skills. It's just like she's genuinely present, mm-hmm. present, and I am too. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing our relationships with people mm-hmm. across the country in this era of like closed doors and everybody's afraid and fearful. Yeah. Here we are. We come through with this music that is. Constantly growing, and I'm, I'm. And my life goal is to find the sound of St. James or mm-hmm. all the stuff we're after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the same shit you're after, you know. Mm-hmm. What do I sound like? So let's talk about Bob. Like we all love Bob. Like that's what music is to me. Like Bob says, spiritual. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. spirituality. It's I put not, on Uprising the other day because I haven't listened to it in so yeah, long. I, I, you know, I, I do that and here like, and there too. Bob Marley's one of those pe- uh, music that you started so young. <clears throat> 
that it's been with you your whole life. And then you right. have to put relearn. It away. Yeah, you, you have to re- you have to put while. it away. That's what I did. Yeah. And then it wasn't until New York, at way after Dub, I'm like, yeah. went back to Bob. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was way more than that party with what's the one legend. Yes. You know that oh, we all yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was way really it was like is a um, great all the early Legends stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I, I recently in the last two years have been play. I played a lot on like Sunday mornings and stuff like. With the you know the kids, we just like kind of get. Sunday morning. You know, yeah, it's like church. You know what I'm saying? It, but it I shelved true. it for a long time. Me too. I wasn't listening Me to too. it for a long time. Me too. But uh, I was playing like um, the you know the Kaya record. That's a great record. Yeah, the Kaya record. My dad got me that record when I was like nine or ten years old. Yeah. Uh, for doing ch- uh, chores like yard work and stuff, and uh, gave me some money at the record store and told me to pick something, and I just picked that record. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you why, mm-hmm. but I picked that record. Yep. You know, and it was like amazing. It's so, so nice. It's so reverb heavy, heavy too. Kai is a dub it's record. Cra- yeah. Kai is like, I don't care what other like Bob Marley dubs and stuff. The, mm-hmm. the reason to me Bob Marley stuff never really worked in dub was because Bob had songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Arrangements. true. Right, it's true. There's like it's an true. A section, had songs. It wasn't a rhythm. Section. There's like, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's like not a, a rhythm. It's not a rhythm, you know. The second you put the tiniest little bit of reverb on any reggae song, you put reverb on the fucking hi hats, and it'd be like, it oh, sounds better. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> this shit just went somewhere, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And then now they were just like reverb on the whole fucking mix, you know? Like they just, just turn reverb on and just print it. You know, it's weird <laughs> that when you know, I probably right after I met you and Josh, you'd take me back to your apartment. To listen to dub, I don't know if you were listening to a dub record at Ver- the Verb that day, or you no, were listening. No, Paulie to some, introduced us that somebody day. I don't know, but we it was like an instant kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like wow, you got. I think we went With back to your us. apartment. All of us, yeah. it's been an instant thing. Yeah, Paulie introduced <laughs> That's me. That's how him. we all became friends. It's like yo, you like dub? Yeah, this dude is like you know, like getting the dub. Like you guys should hang out. You that was the eat, fastest man. crew that ever formed in history. Yeah, that was on some. <laughs> it was like, like Voltron one shit. year. Yeah, it was <laughs> like a massive <laughs> tribe happened. It's true. It's and true. we're all still tight to this day. This shit doesn't happen that easy. Another weird thing is, so I'm reading, researching. That's why you never saw me. I mean, I might came to hang out with you guys, but I, I felt like I didn't do anything in that era. I just felt like I was in my apartment, just totally trying to focus. Because I moved here with maybe 26 grand. I'm a country dude, man. I'm from a little small town, you know? You don't say. See, you know, <laughs> but I moved here like I gotta make this shit count for yeah, something. Man. I gotta do something. That's why I never came to too many parties. And uh, but you know, reading. Damn, I moved here with two hundred bucks and I was going fucking wild. Two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks and a kick drum. <laughs> he didn't even have a full drum set. And a kick drum. I didn't even have money for luggage, dude. All my clothes was inside John's drums, man. <laughs> two hundred no. bucks, just like. What the fuck did you just do? <laughs> oh, well, Dustin's responsible. <laughs> no, I was like, I needed. I, I, that was like the thing that allowed me the freedom. Yeah. To to be in a place like New York. To, mm-hmm. Oh, what yeah, could a, I do? Sure, like, yeah. And I, because because I wasn't like naturally yeah. talented. I wasn't like what? naturally musically. I was. I didn't know how to do all the stuff. You know what I mean? I needed years. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> no. You're one of the most talented people I know. But I didn't know how to make music. I didn't know how to record, and I didn't know what reverb was. I didn't know any of that shit, man. I made my first record. I had to bring pictures of tobacco sheds 
<laughs> I'm serious, dude. I'd be like, I want it to sound like this. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. Hey, but, Call Danny but, Bloom. He but that's you. your artist know. brain. I didn't know. I'm you, serious. Yeah, I but I can, I can dig it, man. If you showed Seriously. me a picture of a tobacco shed, I'm, I'm, I think I could probably make it sound he's like, like that. Oh, he <laughs> wants like, reverb. I know and the other wants. guy's like looking like he's a dick. Like he's like. I would totally understand I'm like, what dude, you meant. Fuck, do the shit, man. I want some reverb. <laughs> <laughs> just turn the fucking reverb on. They just shut up. But I had no no vocabulary. Visual description for sonic landscape. I can get down with that. No, but think about it, like so. These things were coming through. I've always been kind of spiritual since like I was about fourteen, and it evolved quickly. And it's been a private thing. It's not a public showy thing. And um, you know, fast forward to New York and music. And the possibility of maybe that's my path. I was in acting school at Stella Adler, and I had these guys that, like, our ladies, teachers that were around for Brando, and and they were really, everybody was scared of them. And you'd have to get up on stage in front of them. And But I had some really great moments with, with these people I really respected. You know, I'm trying, I'm in a city, I'm, like, in a beautiful studio, and it's like, Overlooking the city and I'm in, in the arts. You know what I mean? It's a luxury, the man. It was such a luxury. Like, this I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know you. Yeah, man. Art. So that oh, was yeah, like, I, I didn't want to be an actor, but uh, uh, it was just a thing I gave to myself. And But they would look at me. I would be up there doing my thing, and I was totally against being an actor. I hated people that were like big and fluffy and like, you know, look <laughs> at me. I couldn't do that to save my life. You yeah, know? yeah. So they would pick on me all the time. But they gave me a lot of confidence. They would put me aside and they'd be like, you're an artist. And that, you know, meanwhile, I'm like at home with a four track. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so things started to be like, oh, okay, I got this shit. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go over here mm -hmm. and maybe buy a drum machine, buy MPC 2000. Four track and will I turn think, you into uh, an artist. <laughs> what's that? Four track will turn you into an artist. Yeah. That shit yeah. will turn you into a wizard. It's true. You'll learn you were really good at it. Track. You'll be like, hey, just take this and bounce this down here, and then I got three more tracks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You did some good four-track stuff. I remember. Oh, yeah. I found, yeah. A, I found a, um, an eight-track tape from when I lived on uh, Madison Street mm -hmm. in Bed-Stuy. And you came over, and we did some... We did some weird some acoustic crazy stuff. Crazy acoustic stuff. I know. I remember shit. that. Like, I remember. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, it was weird. It was like minimal singing. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like crazy shit. I have to buy another one just to run those tapes off. Yeah, I like those old tapes. And machines. also a mini oh. disc recorder, um, eight track. I've been looking this shit up. Too. We have tons of those mini discs with stuff on it. All these rhythms we did. Wow. Stuck on this. You talk about the little medium. recorders. It's a little eight, eight track. No, 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 it's no, an no. eight track uh, recorder, yeah, but it recorded to yeah. a mini disc a machine. But wow. it, it cut to mini disc. Damn. I know. Weird, yeah. right? We got a yeah. lot of stuff. I have like Look 10 the lost tapes, man. At home, filled with four track tapes, eight track tapes, and mini discs. Yeah. Yeah, we got like tons 10 of shoe stuff. boxes. And I have stuff. When are we going to make a record? <laughs> you tell me, man. <laughs> oh, man. What do you want? <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be amazing to do. Family it. style. That sounds awesome. This is the problem, though, is that I shouldn't say problem, but it's like. We, the only way we can make a record and make it sound like us is if we're all in the same room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and true. that record is getting made with like five it's a hangout. Phones. 
Yeah, it's a hangout. You just play and it's yeah. recorded. You're capturing like an, the essence of yeah. now. You know how they recorded Buena Vista Social Club where it sounds like, oh my God, like I sound like I'm in the room with right. them? Because the way they're playing, it's not how it's recorded. It's just the way they're playing. Yeah. It's like everybody's playing at once. That's why you get sucked mm-hmm. in. It's crazy you mentioned that. I That's was thinking that. That's the only fucking way we can make a record that to like really be like. I believe that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody had their little table and some room, a little, mm-hmm. you know, draw whatever next to you, and everybody's just rocking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I only feel like going like. That's all I'm doing this whole song. Yeah, one fucking chord, man, and yeah. it's cool. Yeah, like, that's yeah. just what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, like, how, do you ever, like, I mean, obviously, do you ever, everybody deals with this, but, like, how do you deal with, like, being, like, in a, in a creative drought? A drought? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A drought? Uh, Why did you laugh? You're never in a creative drought? <laughs> 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 Who's that? She Who's went. That? <laughs> 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 Why did you laugh? No, he's like always flowing with great ideas. Wait, you're saying he's always flowing with great ideas, like he's never really in a drought. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations, dude. It's a curse, man. No. And it's not always good. It's you want to know a curse? I'll tell you a curse. <laughs> I haven't written lyrics in two years. <laughs> That's a curse. I Everything just, I, I write, I'm like, straight up drought, this is amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went through that shit like uh, last year. Yeah, I fuck, think it's man. probably like three-fourths of the year where I was just like, yeah. I don't feel inspired, but so I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna indulge it though. Right. With uh not with not with guitar playing, not with writing like uh, rhythms or anything like that. Just more on the on the lyric thing. Yeah. Just like knowing what you want to say. Yeah, just kinda like it has a lot to do with that my process my life doesn't my life currently doesn't allow me to continue down the same path of my original process. Which would be locking myself up in right. my studio with a bottle of rum till four in the morning, and I'd write gold. Yeah, yeah. But I can't do that now as much you can. anymore. No, maybe I can't, you don't need that to do it like that. That's, that's, you what, sound that's like, the thing. You sound like, like my wife. <laughs> no, like, you just have to change the way you do it. You need to wake up and play guitar right away, not four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the morning like, thing. I don't know how people that's do that. How I like, but to you do know what? It, though? though, sometimes like I do this with with. I like to kind of be sad when I'm playing. I do this with Doug yeah. at home. I'm like, you know what? There's just, if I feel like, if I start messing around with something and I'm like, oh, I feel like I could take this somewhere tonight. Like, you know yep. what? Fuck it. I'm just going to eat it tomorrow, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's a good feeling. You know? God, it's a good feeling. When it happens and you know it's happening. No. kind of. Dude, I would party alone. I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah. listen, you know, it would, four hours of it would be creating. And then four hours after that is me just like celebrating. Celebrating, yeah, yes. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, Where does this come from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. I'd write a song about the song. Like, ah, yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> 
There's no greater feeling than when you you have the idea while you're forming it and shaping it and putting it together. You know that I'm not really going to fully appreciate this till tomorrow, but I'm yeah, loving yeah. where this is going. Yeah. And you turn that idea into something that's like shaped and molded. You make the sculpture. Yeah. You build the building. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And when you finish that, you're like, I'm going to listen to this 900 times in a row. Yeah. Each time it's going to get better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah, man. The best is when you wake up the next day and you play it and it sounds good. Oh, yes. the light of yes. day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not the good when you're like, like, oh, it's not as good as yeah, I thought it was going to be. Oh. Yeah. But that's also a beauty part of it, too, because you got to just get yeah. some of that other stuff out in order to get to what's underneath. Yeah. Yes. I've definitely woken up the next day and hated it, and I've also woken up the next day and just laughed. Right? I didn't oh, hate yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. I just kind of laughed. I was right, like, man, right. what the fuck was yeah. I think? <laughs> I found a session I did like... This shit sounded good to me last night. <laughs> That's how high I was? <laughs> mm-hmm. I found a fucking session that I did, which is... Uh, it was just some stuff I was writing. Two chords in the whole song. And it's totally like 80s, rub-a-dub, like, tiger kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I just remember putting that down. I was like, I don't know why I like that. I like this. And I can't explore it anymore. Right, right. Just, just going to leave it there. Four years later, I was like, oh, shit, there it is. Yeah. And I found it, and I turned it into something. Isn't that cool? Nice. Like, yeah. you remember those random cool. little nuggets that you did, mm-hmm. and you go back in your hard drive, and you're like, there you are. Yep. Come out. I got something for yep. you. Finally. Yeah. Yep. You've been yep. in there 10 years. Yeah. But you never forget those little yeah. gems. Yeah. You know, maybe a new project will come along, and maybe you, you learn something. It. Sure. Something happens that you it makes sense. I'm, I just mixed a record last year. It was a record that uh, I did with some some friends of mine, and I tried to mix it around the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought it sounded good, but there was always something about it that I was just like, eh, it's good, but it, like it's uh, it's not hitting me. The way mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like how I did in the session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years that record was on the shelf. I'm releasing it next year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had to learn, I had to become a better engineer in order to mix this record. Right, right. You know, but when I went into it and I, that clicked in my head, I was like, oh, that's why it took so long to make this, mix this record. Because I had to become a better engineer in order to fully right. do it the way. Now I listen to that record, I feel like how I did when I was playing it. And also listening to your own work is hard. Like oh, that whole perspective it gets thing. It's really tough. <laughs> really tough. Yeah. So that adds a few months and years yeah. too, you know. Yeah, you're like I need you know like what a week the... off, a week yeah. turns into like three weeks. Yeah. I only hate listening to it in front of other people. Oh <laughs> there's nothing worse than when you go to a dinner party and people are like Oh dude. We where we work out with our, our school that we do Muay Thai at, our our coach, our one of our coaches loves the band right so she's and he'll randomly play start playing it in the middle of class <laughs> like, hey, sh- yeah, shut yeah. that off <laughs> right turn now turn that shit off right now <laughs> like, no man it's cool we're not like, yeah, doing but let this. it be cool when I'm not here yeah, yeah. it's true like, it's hard man <laughs> yeah yeah we've we've done that people start laughing you know, how we react quick to it and people don't understand like what no. that feels like they but they know. like it so it's yeah, like, kind like of, well, it's you know, great that they like it it's awesome yeah it's hard but it's hard it's like it's a it's a worm, like, crawling on you. Like, you can't get yes. away from it. Yeah, I only get weirded out in front of people. But when I'm listening to it alone, I can generally say I, I get really excited about just the fact, just listening to music that I made with, like, friends. And, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, get, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like, really, like, appreciate that. I appreciate the process and with, like, people that you enjoy spending time with. And, like, you created this That's thing nice, together. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something they can't take from us. No, That's right. Another one of those. That's you know right. what I mean? The ability to, like... Get in a room and 
I think it's still, you know, the song still has an effect. It, it still has a purpose. It really does. Um, like a, a good song? Yeah. It, that's the sure. one thing. If you look at all the artists you love, like, what is it? It's always a song. Yeah. It's always the song. It's never just the this or that, the beat or the production or whatever it was that they sold at the There's time. You a, know, it's a when song. Someone's got a good song. It's always a song. Like, yeah. And there's nothing that makes you feel great when you know, like, when you know you have a good song. So yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I just wrote that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Song. <laughs> and, you know, back to Bob, like, that's, that's, that's all. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> back to Bob. Cheers. Cheerios. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Hey, thanks for thinking of me, man. Seriously. Oh, of course, man. Makes me feel good. <clears throat> You know, whenever I'm not included into the old Williamsburg, I'm like, nah, man. You know, I see all. You know, I've there's been... a lot of bands. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I always follow. You know, all, whatever you're doing and stuff, and it just, it just. I saw it, what something you posted that day. No, I did see you that day, obviously in the feed. But then you hit me up. You were like, I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm playing a show out yeah. by you. Yeah. That's how it started. And I was like. Oh, that's true. And James, and I was right. like, I'm going to seize this opportunity right now. Hey, you want to do the podcast? You were like, Yeah. I was like, That was easy. <laughs> it just yeah. worked out. No, I mean, but I figured, like, you know, I'm, just seize, I'm happy seize to the be time, here. man. Yeah, you're going to be up here. Just yes. no, I want to be know? like. I mean, it's been like I don't. And it's a good way for us to really hang, like, hang out and like catch up too. You know it's what I'm true. saying? Because like yeah. when you're always on the on the run when you're in New York. It's hard. New York's still running around. You're trying to New York's hard, man. Like we just had a meetup tonight. And it's just hard. It's hard, man. Even when everybody can't make it, then it's like, can you do it tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. You have to shift everything. Well, you know, be like, let's go do this. It has to be like an event. It is. You know what I'm saying? To like get people together or like a birthday or something. Yeah. You know, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's like I'm here every week, but what am I doing? I'm. I come to the shop. I go to the gym. I go to the shop. I go to the gym. I do a podcast. I go back. Yeah. You know, I'm not like I stay in one like one mile. Right. I don't go anywhere. True. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Like people, other <clears throat> other people that know us have complained to Claudia and stuff. They're like, he comes every week. He doesn't even call me. And Claudia's like, yeah, Yo, that dude does go to the gym, know, goes right? to work, and there's a bar right next just to the apartment. Just want to be left he alone. He goes there. <laughs> I don't have many friends. I don't know about you. I mean, I have friends, but like, it's, I don't require like. You know my friends. They're yeah, your friends too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot easier when you leave the city, man. To like, <sighs> realistically. I couldn't even. Things. I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me to live here full time again. God, man. How long have you been gone? You've been gone from New York for. Man, I've been gone for a long time, man. When um, you left and you came back after the first time I you came, came back, back. You remember when I left, dude? Like I you remember. Move, you, you moved back, dude. I remember like we had made this record, and we got a little slight buzz about it, and then we had this big loft show in Soho. You remember that? It was I don't know. Oh, it was like I was. Yes, I remember. I remember. It I was like above that show. You played drums with us. Yes, I remember. And it was like. Crazy, you know, like wasn't it Clive was, Davis there or some shit? Yeah, it was like it I was, remember that. I, you know, and I never was played like, live. Really. Like it was like very fashion. Yeah, like David Bowie's and Roots. <laughs> Roots was down on Lafayette at yeah. the, uh, the Roots Clothing Company was mm. down on Lafayette. I do remember right that. The of that building. What, what were we talking about? Then? No, leaving uh, New York. And oh, leaving New York. Back. Yeah, at that point, well, nine eleven just happened. Mm-hmm. And man, that, that really it got to me. I think I was exhausted from like making a record or trying to figure out how to learn to make a record. Three years, mm-hmm. and then that happened. So that's I was leaving, but they did this big show for us in that loft. Mm-hmm. And you was like, "Man, 
why would you leave whenever you got such a buzz? I remember you telling me, I don't know if you said buzz, but it was like, man, like you finally got stuff going and you leave it. And I remember you came to my apartment in Williamsburg and I played you my record. I, you know, I was just silently working on this thing mm-hmm. for a while and I wouldn't, I'm not the type to tell you anything or to say, hey, remember, listen to this. But we were friends. We were talking about Cap Vert, all the stuff mm-hmm. from reggae to dub, all that stuff. And I had made this album to the best of my ability. And then a little buzz happened and you're like, why were you leaving? You know? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It always, yeah. That's no, a very Danny thing to say. Yeah. But it's great. I mean, I probably shouldn't have left at that time. No, but I mean, it the was the right decision, man, is everything's working out for you. I just wanted space at that time. I wanted to make noise. Yeah, yeah, I, no, have I wanted to play music. I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to like really make noise. I felt like in New York, it was like everything was headphones and I, I felt like this. I think it's amazing when know? people actually leave New York. It's hard to leave. It's New York. super fucking hard. They say there's a curse. It's really, really. They say there's there a curse. is a curse. Yeah, there there is. it keeps pulling people back. Like you're back. failing in life if you move away from New York. Yeah, you know what yeah. it is though. Yes. It's, it's also like you think, where else am I going to live? It's got to be. Some you can kind live of, anywhere. Yeah, it's, but <laughs> you like, can live all over the world. Kind of like metropolis. It's only because it's a world city. Yeah, but you know, this, that's what I makes feel like yeah. you but can't they, get ramen at four in the morning. But you in hit it on the head yeah. though when you said you feel like you're <laughs> failing in life if you leave. You, you do. do. That that's a big. Feeling. You're like, but man, I came bullshit. here to conquer, and I'm going home with my tail between my legs. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not true. It's not true. Living here, you learn so many you things, and you evolve, and you like you take that shit somewhere else, and you evolve even more. You know. Yeah. You take it somewhere else, you can just turn it into your own. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You take a New York hustle just just by your being here. You have a hustle, whether yeah. you realize it or not. Because mm-hmm. you're going to figure that out when you go somewhere else and you're going to be like, nobody's doing? Like, you're like, I can fucking run shit around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your first thought. Like, yeah. as crazy as it is, but you're like, I could just fucking yeah. run shit. It's just waiting to get stepped into. Yeah. yeah. You know? But speaking of... Um, There's the sirens. Every episode. Every good episode has sirens. <laughs> That's Brooklyn That's right nice. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's New York for you. That's Dude, nice. I talked to Isha. She called me from lunch. She works up at Columbus Circle. Sirens and all that shit. I'm just like, dude, how it, like, by the way it sounds, how is that fucking area of the city not just like never. burned to the ground like some apocalyptic yeah. Right, totally. It's always sirens and always like, Wee. I was like, you can't call. I, like, I can't talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I never go up there. It's weird. You can have so many different kinds of New York experiences. Yeah. I just yeah, you know, so Like if you're on a plane man. with somebody coming here, you're like, oh, where do you live? Yeah. Upper West Side. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, I never go. It's like a whole other world. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Oh, I just wow. started going back into the city after fucking right? never going. You know? Oh, dude. I never go into Manhattan. If I go to Manhattan, it's like go to the doctor or something. Right. Well, dude, when we, like, uh, when we went and saw the Cumbia show and then... Uh, that was twice down. in one week we went to yeah, Manhattan. Was, that was really weird. Yeah, to me. and then we we had gone up to fucking see Harvey on Broadway, and then we went we like we were in the city uh-huh. for all the shows. And we took the train. Yeah, which is even weirder for me. Hmm. I remember John once said <laughs> said, said seeing Danny Zion on the train is like seeing a Yeti. <laughs> you don't take the train anymore. Oh, boy, man. you are I evolved. stopped taking the train in the nineties. I drove everywhere. I always I drove, man. I always <laughs> drove. And it would be. Oh, even, you had those little six, beamers, dude. Yeah, all the time. What did you have? Three series? Uh, yeah, I'm three, three, it's just five. coming out. E30s, though, right? 
Uh, that was E36, and then I've had E46s, Damn, a few of them. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I want a wagon so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm BMW. I'm Team BMW. So. I'll, uh, I want a, a BMW wagon. Yeah, they're, really they're dope. They're awesome. Uh, you know, a awesome. newer one. How you doing? Yeah, yeah I want awesome. a newer one. Hey, how you doing? That's, they were awesome, man. They're, uh, BMW wagons are amazing. You still driving? Yeah, uh, I got a 3 Series sedan and uh, X3. What year? 2015. So and that's like... That's the, uh, that's the F ones? The F... The three series? Nine, the, what are the they called? Series? Like the, the chassis number, you know? That one, I'm um, not sure. And then I have the I X3, uh, the SUV. Okay. Yeah. But they're a little bit more souped up. They're not like yeah. the, you know. Yeah. They're not like the lame ones. <laughs> like 3.5. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Twin turbo. Right. But I love them. I've always been into Beamers, yeah. man. I'm such a coconut. I love them. I love the old E30. So it's like my my love. I love the late eighties. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite. That's what I moved here with. I had an eighty seven, dropped, <clears throat> midnight blue tinted windows. I, thought I remember leather. you yeah, in one like that. Killer yeah. man. That was such a dude. Uh, car. Market's brother just uh, fixed up. She he just rebuilt his engine and his his E thirty. I love that car. Three I love that car, man. I bought when I opened up my my skate shop back in the day. Started making some money. I was like, my cousin had that car, and he was out growing it. I was like, I'll buy this fucking thing off you. And I just, like, made it better. But I moved here with I love chip. those cars. So cool. I thought I remember you in a late 80s yeah. Beamer. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that's what I had when you first moved here. I think. Man, I love those cars so much. I, mean, I remember driving through Manhattan all the time, smoking blunts with Josh in the car. You know what's funny about Josh, man? It's like, you took me to your apartment... Well, I think it was John and Josh's yeah, this is apartment. this a crazy story. It was John and Josh's apartment. I don't know. You took me there. I lived above the bathroom. He was like, oh, you like Doug? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you were living, Bill. You lived on the ceiling. But, uh, Pretty much I lived on the ceiling. But we went in there and like we listened to, you had all of these dub records and we just talked dub. like, And I just was like, I felt like I met somebody who understood. Dub music, you know? man. It's really thing. great. Dub records. <laughs> One time when I when I because we had Cubica, so we had the the um, tax ID number for that. Mm-hmm. So I I look up VP Records, and obviously it's right there in Jamaica Queens. Mm-hmm. So I was like, call them up. They said I could come down there and buy records. Yeah, so I can wholesale it. Right, wholesale. Wow, <clears throat> this is like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, you went with me, didn't you? We Get, went together. That, that's when we because we drove. Yes. we drove out there. We ended up at JFK. Yes. yes, and then we were like, "Whoa, fuck, we're lost!" And then we drove back, and we ended up at LaGuardia. It's gonna smoke in the whole time. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so Bill goes with me to the to to the warehouse, the uh, VP Records warehouse, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, you can go through everything. Just go through all the shelves or whatever, and pick what you want, and bring it to." It was like a weird conveyor belt. It was almost like a grocery store. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, yo, dude, you want to talk about every fucking DJ record that came out from 77 to like 90? Every China dub Tom record. Really? Like everything. Damn. I bought. Now I remember you had a lot of vinyl in I there. bought it all. Damn. And that shit was, I was paying like $3 a record. Really? Damn. And a lot of those records now are like 40 Wow. wow! Most of them are <laughs> like at least twenty five yeah. and up. And Even by like five two, years after that, them. you couldn't find those fucking. Yeah, they were all gone, and they, they were laughing at me too a little bit. They were kind of like, "What do you want? What do you want? What are you going to do like, with this thing?" It? Yeah, right. 
But I was like, like, what do you mean? This is like the gold. Yeah. Like, they hadn't figured it out yet. It didn't flip over yet. Took years. Took a few. Took Prince Polo got famous. Once we were DJing, (laughs) knowing what I know now about VP and her relationship (laughs) with them, they were like, they're so storefront. They're just like, oh, you want to take the backstop? That's the only reason you got those records cheap because they just wanted them out. Oh yeah, because I feel like even like right those after records when were the equivalent of like if they were sitting in somebody's garage and you had a rummage sale and somebody came by, they're like, just wanted them out. Oh my god, like you get you just yeah. give me ten bucks, take all of them. Get I them easily, I easily bought five hundred records. Yeah, easily, maybe more because definitely more because we sold a bunch through the shop there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was I I saw I bought a shit ton. But um, after that, that's when we started doing all our like niceness parties and all like our like, yeah. reggae parties. And I stuff. love that shit. After that, I feel like that had a lot to do with like the reggae scene in New York that wasn't like primarily Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like new for like reggae, like, like yeah. you know, like non-Jamaican yeah. listeners that would come to the parties and stuff. We were know? at a party and like I was gonna DJ, do like a half hour of like set or something like that. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the city, our new took us this girl was playing something before us and like the whole party just fucking nosedive mm-hmm. and then they were like oh you want to go on and i started putting on that shabba ranks like oh time something come back mm-hmm. again like all that shit mm-hmm. and just reignited this whole yes. fucking place you know mm-hmm. get up stand up and rock yeah. and the admiral mm-hmm. bailey and all that yeah. shit and then like some dj comes up to me like two songs in i just relit this whole place on mm-hmm. some like 87 oh. jammies shit. Yeah. Right? Yo, it's my turn to spin. No, it's fine. Uh, and everybody was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, this dude just reignited yeah, yeah. your whole <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we did all the, the irresistible parties. But you would happiness. spin that crazy. You, you'd be 40. Like, you would spin like the 85 to 86. And then I would do like the, the digital. 87. Did you D? Like the, yeah, did you D, man. Yeah. That's what he used to call me all the time. Did you D? I always played like super early 80s digital shit. Nice. Um, did you D? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. That kind of, it works. People right? are really listening to that stuff. It's nice. Now I love some eighty stuff too. Oh, yeah, I, it's, it's good. Beautiful. If it's good, it's good. There's a lot oh, of crap. Man, I love it. Good stuff music. is like this shit is yeah. good. Well, you you always used to fuck people up with that first UB40 record. Mm-hmm. I'm not fooled yeah. so easily. All that synth shit and like, all good. that shit. Those things are heavy, that. and then you'd be like spinning that right in the middle of some like fucking Lee Van Cleef. You remember a DJ named Ra Kush? Yeah, From Jamieland? Yeah, yeah Ross Kush. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was... So when I lived here... That was Black Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I lived Black here. Redemption you might song. see me at the Verb in the morning if I was treating myself to a coffee. Or you might see me on Sunday. Kush would spin somewhere yeah. downtown. I don't know. Like maybe in It Double, was down in Chinatown. Somewhere in Chinatown. Yeah. And I love this guy. Like, because I would go to Jamieland because they had all the reggae stuff mm-hmm. that you could possibly want. And I was like, man... He knew I was a singer trying to figure out what I was doing. And he's like, oh, you need to hear this guy. You need to hear this guy. You yeah, he knew he had a He knew a lot. A and then I would go hear him play, but it was mostly dub. And I was like, wow, I'm in a room with a sound system in his dub. And it would be this guy, like, he looked like a militant leader. Kush. He was just, <laughs> no, it wasn't Kush. Oh, okay. it was probably like, it was somebody Indian standing in the crowd. Right. But I just identified. So I started, I was like, Getting like shown. For like one of he those would just dudes. stand in the back, kind of like real. I mean, he wouldn't do anything, but it was like the music was great, mm-hmm. and I was discovering all kind of new singers. And it was great um, reggae parties um, at that back time. Then? Jesus, now it's there's like none of it in New York yeah. anymore, man. 
No, oh, that shit would be in Chinatown too, because you could smoke yeah. fucking herb down there. Yeah, I like, don't hear of any parties like that now. Like, there's they're they're around, but it's not like it's just different. You know, it's like people now they have their time. We had our time. Yeah, but we definitely had a little bit more like seasoning. Do you think it was because there was less of everything? Yeah, everything. I feel like it was less of everything. Mm-hmm. So like you appreciated what was around because it was less of everything. But like we were saying yeah. before, now it's each like, scene like so you get whatever you want. It's own individual thing. So you could be like, oh, I want to go to uh, what was the the band we used to go see in uh, Fort Greene. With uh, uh, Tesfa on guitar. Oh, I forgot the name. Um, like, like that party that scene, we used to that go to scene, that one. Yeah, but I forgot then, the name of that party. Yeah, too. that then, was a huge one. That was a great one. Yeah. And then there was all the shit going on in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then we tried to kick shit off over here, and then yep. we were, you know, rocking over here for a while at the Black Booty. The Black Betty, and then like <laughs> last year, that was a great party. The Black Betty was dude. Fun. Okay, so that that's was, where I first saw Paulie. Oh, really? Band. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, with all you guys. Yeah, yeah Zionics. funny, man. Yeah. Zionics. So remember that uh, that area there in, in uh, Williamsburg? Now it's so many cars, so many people yeah. are there. But that time when we played there, it was you a park little, right in the front you place. park you right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say park. Dude, you know, I never realized how Massachusetts your accent was. Uh, we were uh, at a party. You just, you just thought that's awesome. how we talk. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I'm like, I, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, my friend, nah, because I've been spending time up there. I'm not that bad. No, we're, we were at a party. Kidding. We played last week in uh, Quincy. Yeah, South Quincy of got it bad. Though. And this lady was like, <laughs> she's like, you're partying in the corner, like party. Yeah. I thought somebody was pissing in the corner. Oh no, it's like your yeah. party. I was like, yes. Yeah. My accent's definitely it's a it. mix from being here for so long. It's definitely like a no. Mix you don't York, have like that, know, but Boston. I mean, I'm just, I don't sound like that. But there's different I just Massachusetts made the accents, though. I made the connection. Yeah, for the first I have time. Like, oh yes, I have it for yeah. sure. But uh, there's different Massachusetts accents. When people always think of, they think of the Boston one or like the, like the Boston cab driver guy. Those people don't exist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's so many, and then there's like immigrant Boston accents. Or Massachusetts accents, rather. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is different ones, man. You got Cape Verdean Massachusetts accent. You got Portuguese one. You got Spanish. You got white. It's all yeah, different. Yeah. You got old Irish ones. It's all mixed up. But on TV, they only show you the one. It's always the park the car in the Harvard right. Square. Nobody <laughs> talks like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, Nobody I talks like that. Him, you're partying in the corner. <laughs> you're partying in the corner, I definitely would hear. You're partying in the corner. My parents would say that to you. <laughs> I love that one. That's, that was somebody's. Mom yeah, my mom. Yeah, I could hear my parents <laughs> saying, "Ah, body in the corner." He's pissing in the corner. <laughs> man, I wish we had an acoustic guitar and uh, a melodica. Right I was gonna, oh, I was man, gonna text you guys and just tell you to. I was gonna say, "Yo, cool. you should bring a guitar if you have one." But that would have been awesome. Floss my khakis. That will be what next time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of next time, we can wrap it though. Yeah. I think we got something pretty good here. Yeah. That was awesome, man. It was a pleasure having you. That was fun, man. Yeah, that was. We talked a long time. Oh, Lord. You put people to sleep. Yes. I want to thank our guest, Dustin Luke, for coming by, hanging out with us. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the Tiger Pit Podcast and on Facebook at thetigerpitpodcast.com. Take it easy.